Hey, what's going on? Hey! Can you hear me? Uh, Ty, is this your first episode of Cold Reads? Yeah, I wanted to see what the deal was. I had nothing scheduled for today, so I figured, why not? Awesome. Um, so just so you know, last week, Lemon was in, you know, the audience, and we still have no idea who Lemon actually is. All right. Uh, Lemon, if you're out there today, this one's for you. Normally, uh, Mara. when people go online, they... Uh, Mara, are you there? Yeah. Might be some sort of glitch. Uh, so, uh, Ty, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, you know that uh, appointment I had uh, for my wisdom teeth removal? Yeah. Turns out it wasn't this week. It was um, the, just the meeting to discuss the removal. Uh, oh, I hate when that happens. So, in case you aren't aware, I clogged my toilet so bad that it ruined our washing machine. Ty, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Right. Uh, I, it I just flooded, wanted to hear what... It flooded the bathroom, right? Uh, so I wasn't there. So me, uh, my mom and my sister both spent hours plunging it and getting their clothes covered in toilet water. Uh, and they washed their clothes, right? And somehow it clogged the machine and caused a leak to spring from it. So three different times, three different companies, right? We hired them to come to the house and look at the, you know, what's wrong. Uh, and every time they look, they say, well, this is going to cost $200, but I can't do this. You're going to have to call someone else. So they charge us for the consultation where they tell us what the price would be if they knew how to fix it. Ooh. So, so far we've spent more money on the consultations than it would cost to buy a new washing machine. You know what you got to do? Uh, start killing them to send a message to the others. Well, no, no, that's your last resort right there. Um, what you got to do is you got to look for that guy in your neighborhood who can fix anything for 50 bucks. I'm pretty sure every neighborhood has this guy. Is he jogging and does he have a beard? Usually. Um, usually he has a beard. I don't think I've ever seen that guy freshly shaven. So. Okay, how gray Maybe. is his beard? Um, starting to get there. So still has some, um, bits okay. of color in there, but it's starting to get that patchy grayness. Every, okay, every so, neighborhood has this guy. Right. He's like salt and pepper, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I am looking forward to, uh, your, uh, comedy sketch that you brought in. You brought in the comedy sketch, right? Um, not I thought this would be the one where I participated, not necessarily. I mean, I have one, but it's not quite done yet, so. Oh. Well, if you don't have an ending, we can improvise one. Let's see if I can't pull it up, at least. Uh-huh. So more people All are supposed right. to show up. More people are supposed right. to show up. Hello? Yeah, still here. Okay, so um anyway, we can get to that later. We just So I um I've seen your YouTube channel. You did the uh rejected Suicide Squad characters. Oh yeah, I didn't think anyone saw that. Uh what'd you think? I thought it was great. Um, it's a it's a really funny uh, bit. Unfortunately, I might have to get rid of it specifically because of Colonel Kiltman, because of the job I 
Well, uh, YouTube I'm in the has a feature. Field. YouTube has a feature where you can edit out just uh, 30 seconds of the video. Yeah, but I don't want to kill Colonel Kiltman, man. I, I'm attached to Colonel Kiltman, you know? He's just a... He's just a nice Scotsman who can hypnotize anyone by lifting up his kilt and swinging around his junk. So you'd rather kill the whole bit instead of editing out just that one minute? Well, I think I found a loophole to keep Colonel Kiltman alive. A legal Daily motion. Uh, no. Because nobody has a daily motion account. Uh, basically... What I've learned is you can't be fired if you show signs of joining a union or talk positive about joining a union, right? That is one of the uh, loopholes you... that can't get you fired from a job, especially teaching. Now, I'm pretty sure you could still get fired. They just come up with a different reason. Well, yeah, but they can't fire me thanks to Colonel Kiltman who now I'm considering making him the unofficial mascot of the teachers' union. You know what? It's a flawless plan. Yeah? Yeah. So how long does it usually take for people to come on to this podcast? I'm a first-timer um, honestly, people usually show up about 20 minutes in. Kind of I keep encouraging people. Right. I keep encouraging people to come at exactly 8 p.m. And they very. Oh, Mora, Mora. How's it going? Going good. Hello. 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 Hey. Uh, so, how's your week? Been okay, been okay. How's yours? Uh, it's good, except for the fact that I need a new washing machine. You, you need a washing machine? Did yours break? Well, uh, yeah, it sprung a leak. Lame. That sucks. Those things cost a couple hundred bucks. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? It ruined the... Well, I don't know. I don't know if uh, worse is the word I would use. Better? Maintain the same level of interestingness? Oh, uh, so uh, I paid, uh, my mom paid a guy 200 bucks to come in and say how expensive it would be to fix it and then leave. Okay. So we're out like a thousand bucks. Lame. Yeah. So have you ever paid hundreds of dollars for something and got nothing out of it? I mean, I've done hundreds of dollars worth of damage to a car I had. Does that count? Was it just your car, or was it your car and another car? You know, I was once speeding. I took a turn too fast, and I knocked over, like, a street sign. Yeah. My mom once backed the car into the garage when it was closed. Oh, no. She honked, and it wouldn't move. But anyway, that was one of the most expensive. It's the most expensive mistake she's ever made. 
Yeah, no, that's time. Tough. I'm the most expensive mistake my family's ever made. <laughs> well, yeah, you got a job and got a career teaching. Not yet. I'm in the process of applicating. Okay, so right now you're in thousands of dollars of student loan debt and you currently don't even have a teaching job? Turns out you need a teaching certificate, not a diploma. And yeah. I wish I would have known that before I went $20,000 in debt and wasted five years of my life. Well, you know, if you were good at researching, then maybe you could have figured it out on your own. Well, that's my problem, man. I, I understand and follow the rules to a T or do my research about everything, but it's the one little thing that I miss that's the detail I actually needed to remember. Like my um, wisdom teeth removal wasn't this Monday. It was a Monday in March. Yeah. A lot of so, states will uh, will uh, let you have like a teach for two years and get the get paid and get the certificates. That's a thing you might look into because I've looked into that. Mm. I've also looked into that. At that point, I might as well just get my master's degree. Mm. Which comes with a free teaching certificate. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> you guys ready for the first sketch? All right, yes. what's the first sketch? So, a little backstory. Um, I. Uh, entered that contest where you would write a script and send it to Geico and if you won then they would air your commercial and pay you for it. Okay. So anyway, it didn't even, you know, place or anything. And imagine so, you gotta beat that damn gecko. Yeah, that gecko is funny. Camp. Yeah, he's funny. So, uh, anyway, uh, Ty, I think you should play Chandra, and Mora, you could play woman number one. Yay, the part I was born to Chandra or Chandra? Chandra. All right, I'm having a little trouble getting to it, so just give me a second. Yeah, the hot link's not working. It should be like a, it's not a, a click and click and go. Yeah, you don't click it, you copy paste it. Yeah, woman number one, but there's no woman number two. All right. Uh, anyway, I'll be the narrator. Uh, so, Geico Commercial Contest by Brian K. Scott. And I just go whenever I'm ready? Yeah, whenever you're ready. All right. Hi, I switched to Geico, and I saved... I'm Chandra. I don't have much going on, but I really want to hear myself speak. Camera points to Chandra. Chandra looks down, avoiding eye contact. You know, Chandra, I don't lie awake at night wondering what insurance provider you're going with. Is that really your opening? Is that what you're, you want in your tombstone? Is your LinkedIn just as Chandra, the Geico customer? Do your kids look up to you because you went with the insurance provider that has a talking British nude for its mascot? It's a gecko. It's a cute pun. Is that something you wanted to tell me? Are you defending yourself or your brand loyalty? On screen, big white test. Geico. And then at the same time, uh, yep, so I'm 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Are you kidding me? My entire existence is Geico. Talk no. to a local provider on how you can I save thousands. I will not live my life outside of what happens to me in the eventuality. 
eventuality of a car accident. My life will not be dictated by an advertisement company run by some failed comedy writers who went into advertising after they went broke. Bundle your home, auto, and boat insurance with Geico. Great savings and a whole lot more. So easy a caveman can do it. Who the fuck needs boat insurance? If you can buy a boat, you can buy a second boat. And scene. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. I love the places you went with that character. Yeah, yeah. She's screaming to a god who doesn't understand. Jeez. Yeah. She does. She's. Uh, Ty, uh, what did you think? Um, kind of shocked you uh, didn't get picked, but honestly, I think the reason came from the fact that you just insulted Geico writers. Like they, okay, come on. They can they can dish it, but they can't take it. Like I'm just saying, you know, how would you feel if you worked all your life in the advertising field and you finally got your big break? You're on a Geico, you wrote a Geico commercial. You did the Hump Day or the Caveman? It became a cultural icon, and then some jackass online for a contest you created decided to just say like, "Hey, you guys are just comedy hacks." I mean, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be happy about it either. Yeah, she's got a point. I'm not yeah. saying that they're comedy hacks. I'm saying that's what woman number one thinks. Well, I think it just kind of hit a hard spot. Uh, hard spot for them because you know I, I feel like they actually had had that conversation with woman number one that woman number one might be their ex-wife or their mother who said they should get a practical job and not go into marketing you know mm. but Geico ads are pretty iconic though they are they're disproportionately iconic you know like no insurance company has such like flow is way less memorable Jakey State State Farm way less memorable. Do you guys like that commercial? Progressive is doing her best. Do you guys like the commercial? Don't turn into your parents. Uh, which one was that one? Progressive can't help you from turning into your parents. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I know that one. Well, there's an actual book that was written that you can find on Amazon from that guy. I think it's yeah, yeah. It's it's that's a pretty dark uh Geico commercial. Mhm. Sorry, I, I don't know if you want feedback or no. No, I I could use all the feedback that, you know, you got. Please tell me every little observation, critique, and insult that you have about that commercial. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 that was super fun. That was super funny. I do want to see that as a pair. I would, I would love to see that sketch. I would love, to, we could make that sketch as a green screen kind of sketch. That would be a fun uh, sketch to make in front of a green screen. Oh, I don't really own a green screen. I could send you, like, the voiceover for the narration, but that's it. Uh, Do you you have friends who have a plain white wall or plain one-color wall? Yeah, I have a... I actually have a projector screen. Yeah. Well... I turned my basement into a movie theater. Recently, <clears throat> all right, so I got uh, two other comedy sketches. Well, okay, how Cold Reads works is first we have to come up with a new idea to improvise, right? Ah, okay, screaming at a god who isn't there about insur who would be the god of insurance the god um, of i know this one uh the god of insurance the god of low the, cost. Mono- 
Clamios. 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 So the god there... of insurance claims. So if there's a god of insurance, is there um like a god of capitalism? I mean Monopolos. And he's sure. the Monopoly man. Monop ooh. The whole, yeah, yeah, the British okay. capitalism. What's the god of the IRS? Um, Returnerus. Dependerus. Okay. We cut to a child's bedroom. The child is played by Mora. Praying yeah. to Returnios. I am Returnios, and I'm here oh to God. tell you. God, are you speaking to me? Oh God! My, yes. My what? And what my this? my message to you is: you are 19 years old. You have your own job, and you can no longer be claimed as a dependent. You need to file your own taxes this year. I mean, do I, though? I mean, the economy is so bad, and these jobs are not paying a lot. Uh, I, I think... You you made more than $15,000 this year. You have to file. I mean, I am having a good year for selling underwear, yeah. Um, okay. okay. I'm sorry, That's that's your job? I mean, you buy underwear, you sell underwear. What happens in the middle? I, I'm Whoa. Not I thought you were, like, making, you were knitting underwear and selling it on Etsy. What do you mean selling underwear? You know, you you, you buy the, the underwear off Wish.com, and then I monogram on a logo. I monogram on some Coca-Cola or Supreme or Nike, and the kids love it. Oh, you're uh, you're making bootleg underwear. I mean, it's it's personalized. Uh, yeah, okay. Don't tell Disney. I I won't. But you know, even even drug dealers, they do, you know, right? They do uh, claim dependence and uh, buying even coke is a business expense. Okay, well, if my drug dealer's doing it, then I guess I should, too. Yeah. Just don't tell... Listen, you know what's less illegal? Selling used underwear to strangers on the internet. Is that illegal? So, I feel like that's a uh, great idea. It's in some states. In, not the state you live in. You live in Nevada, so it's totally fine. Yeah, I do. So good. Yeah. It's like desert so, Yeah. I mean, so if I was filing taxes, I would lie and say that's what I was doing. Because uh, you can't say that you're making blue leg underwear. Yeah. Yep, definitely selling my uh, my uh, huge drawers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Reserverist. Thank you. Thank you for okay. the tips, advice-wise. Great. Reserverist. Okay, now make sure you go uh, to your local bank. What uh, bank do you use? Ah, uh, you know, I'm between Wells Fargo and Huawei Bank of China. Which do you think is better, Reserverist? Wells Fargo or Huawei Bank of China? Um, well, Wells Fargo had that whole fake credit card thing where they signed up 10 credit cards to one person. So, yeah, I guess Huawei Bank of China. So, so Huawei is better. It's 
better than Wells Fargo, but I guess anything is. If I put all my money in NFTs, that's a better investment than putting it in Wells Fargo. Oh, oh yeah, I do have all that money in Bored Apes. Yeah. Oh, you have a Bored Ape? Got a couple, man. I got Astronaut Bored Ape, I got uh, Drag Queen Bored Ape, and I've got a Cigar Bored Ape. Can I, can I see the Drag Queen Bored Ape? I mean, you got to pay the admission fee for the... Yeah. Oh, right. I'm renting the NFT from you because that's how it works. Okay. Um, here's $50 in a wadded up bill. Thank you, Reservia. Okay. Where did you keep okay, this Okay, now, now let, let me see the JPEG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Check it out. $15,000. Four eight. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's the stuff. Reservious, Reservious, what are you doing? What? You got no, what you doing? no, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the ape. Hands it's working. Very... Reservious. Whoa, up! They're up. They're up. Right? They're up above my head. Am I saying that right, Reservious? Returnius. Returnius. As in, you shall not return. I don't know. This year. My dude. Wild tax returns. You got. Look, I'm leaving, but if you don't file your own taxes this year, you know what the government's going to do to you? I don't know. Make me pay like $2 more in taxes and penalties. They're going to send you to jail. The nice wow. jail that we send people to finance. <laughs> the nice jail for people who commit financial crimes. Oh, Martha Stewart. Yeah, I think I seen that on Lori Laughlin's Instagram. Yeah. And with that, I'm gone. Bye, Returnius. Why do I even pray to that guy? And scene. So, Sorry. yeah. Ty, uh, you got a you got a script? Uh, I got two scripts: uh, cinema commercial parody or detective film. Uh, well, Which you gotta save you, you gotta save one of them for next week, right? <sighs> Well, which one would you guys uh, want oh. to see? Hang on, hang on. I can uh, I can flip a coin, I think. I want to see Detective. All right, Detective. So let's see if I can't send Look, this over. Yeah, uh, whatever. Oh, it could have oh, the roll ten-sided deck. Only people added can open this link. Link, copy link. And it's been a while since I wrote this, so hopefully the spelling errors are all okay. And more importantly, hopefully I remembered to finish it. And it makes. Okay. I'm new to script writing, so the formatting might look a little weird. Uh, Ty, would you like to cast the script? Uh, sure. Um, I would like to cast. Um, I will be the stagehand. Um, what, what's your name? Mara Central? Satirical. How do you say your name? Satirical. Oh, I, you can just call me Mora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, Mora. Well, yeah. you shall be the director of this okay. project. And Chris, the star, shall be um, none other than the host of this production, Brian. And I will also do some narrating. Everyone so, see the skit? Okay, so, wait, so I'm I... playing the stagehand and Chris? Uh, no, I'm playing the stagehand and I'm okay, narrating. Okay, sorry. So you are Chris. Okay. So whenever you're ready. Location. The set of a student film. Looks like the living room of an old apartment or motel. There are the cast and crew setting up the scene. 
All right, where's our main actor? Where's Chris? Hey, here he comes. Hey, sorry I'm late. Thanks again for giving me the lead in the student film. I used to get leads in all my old high school productions, so uh, what am I supposed to do? So in this scene, you're breaking into the killer's house to look for evidence of the murder. The evidence is this letter that you'll find in the drawer. Did you get that? Got it. Okay, people, let's get this scene shot. Detective Smith, scene one, take one. Action. The scene starts. It has Chris running from the door straight to the door and opening it immediately. Cut. Well, what's wrong? Well, you see, you just sort of open the drawer immediately like you knew it was there. Well, I thought I was just a really good detective. Like, I knew immediately where he'd hide it. Okay, but next time, could you just sort of keep looking around? Look in other places. Really search like you're trying to find it. Oh, I think I got it now. Detective Smith, scene two, take one, scene one, take two. The scene plays out. This time, he walks to the drawer like he's about to open it, says, too obvious, then looks into the couch cushions. Caught. Why are you looking for the letter in the couch cushions? Well, whenever I lose something, I usually find it in the couch cushions. It's not lost. Then why am I looking for it? You don't know where it is. Isn't that why it's lost? <sighs> okay, new plan. Pick three places to look, then look in the drawer. Clear? Crystal. Detective Smith, scene one, take three. We see the scene play out again. Chris looks through two places, then stands looking confused. Now what? Uh, I can't pick a third place. Then just do two places. I can't think of another two places to search. Got how... How did you get the lead in every high school play you auditioned for? I was the only guy who auditioned. <sighs> okay. New plan. Just look frantically for anything where a letter might be hidden until you reach this drawer. You got it? Uh, got it. Detective Smith, scene one, take four. Action. The scene plays out. Chris enters stealthily. Then proceeds to tear everything in the room up. The cast and crew look confused until he reaches the drawer and pulls out the letter. Got it. Got uh, You know what? We have a lot of scenes to shoot, and this project is due soon. Let's just move on. We'll fix it in post. Cut to the scene that was shot for the movie. The short scene is shot as seriously as possible. It ends with the detective finding the evidence in the drawer. Cuts to his head in focus. Time to scram before anybody knows, notices I was here. Walks out of focus to reveal the room is suddenly a mess, like somebody's been tearing it up to look for something. <laughs> scene. Woo! Um, can I be honest? Yeah? I felt like it was a less funny version of happier and with your mouth open. I've never heard of that. Um... Okay, so it's uh, the whitest kids you know? No, it doesn't ring a bell. So um, there's the shooting of scene about a murder. Uh, and the two actors are very serious. Like, Jesus, there's nothing worse than a guy that, um, you know, kills kids. Like, this guy's a maniac. And the director only gives the direction happier and with your mouth open. 
So they keep shooting the scene, but every time they do it happier and with their mouth open even more. (laughs) That sounds really funny. Um, Haven't seen that though. I just, um, that was more based off of my experience uh, with filming projects and stuff. Um, I remember um, in college, I did a student film uh, and there's a dream sequence where I wear a giant fake eyeball and I run directly, like I run as fast as I can from one end of the hallway to another. Do you still have this student film? Because I feel like that would be really entertaining to watch. No, I flunked out uh, (laughs) when Mm. we shot like 30% of it, so they had to recast. Uh, and, uh, but I'm like I said, I'm still new to script writing. Uh, any advice of things I can add to that to make it a little funnier? Make it. Um, I feel like it shouldn't just be one character gets everything wrong, one character gets everything right. Uh, like both characters should get some things wrong and some things right. Um, I think it. I think what makes the sketch funny is the physicality. So you'd have to have someone physically, like, I think they should, like, really go off the rails with looking for objects. Like, first, they're going to, like, try the ceiling title tiles or. Well, okay, are you filming in a hotel or an apartment? Um. This is kind of a rough draft, so I was thinking more like a motel, like a motel okay. room. Oh, because I know um, in hotels, you're not allowed to open the window anymore. So, like, think about all the specifics about um, a hotel that you can't do in an apartment. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're going to film this, right? Um, if I can get the resources, I sure. I know some people who would be open to filming this and have the resources. I do not have the resources, but oh, what if there's a what if there's a bit where Chris as Smith notices the camera and the director has to explain that Smith doesn't see the camera. Yes. Okay. I think that could really work. Chris keeps looking at the camera. Needs to explain it. Thank you so much. I feel like that could really uh, help me iron out the sketch. Yay. You're welcome. So uh, you do a lot of student films or? Uh, Me? No. Um, I recently graduated, but I actually did get to do a film film, like a local film. And I was really close to being in an actual, like an extra for um, a movie that was set to get an Oscar. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a COVID test in time, so I wasn't allowed on set. Yeah. For some reason, everyone I know has been an extra in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, yeah, they're they're actually casting right now. They're trying to find people to be um, uh, flight attendants. But there, yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of casting right now. For that mad cast mm-hmm. really stinks because uh, Toby Maguire was said to be in this movie. 
And Wait. I really wanted... It was Spider-Man 3. It's not Spider-Man. It is not Spider-Man. It was Boss Baby. It's a movie about... It's a movie about old-timey 1920s Hollywood. I don't think uh, Spider-Man's going to swing by 1920s Hollywood. Uh, you never know. He he can travel the multiverse. He can travel through time. Well, now, okay. What if would he be Spider-Man doing in 1920s? Was, if Spider-Man was in 1920s Hollywood, it would be Nick Cage Spider-Man. Hey, that sounds like a great sketch. Spider-Man in 1920s Hollywood. Played by Ty, because he sounds the most like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Not sure how to feel about that. The year, 1929. Charlie Chaplin is at the top of his gang, game. Uh, talkies are just hitting the scene. Charlie, Charlie, say, what's it like being the best silent movie star of all time? Fascinating. Fascinating. That's a great way to put it. In the corner. Just we then. Oh. Yeah, you got it. You. In the corner. In the corner. Dr. Octopus. 1920s Dr. Octopus. He's wearing, he's got gears. Hello, Charlie. I see you're a movie star. Oh man, Charlie! What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gotta, you gotta fight back, okay? This man has like two robot arms. Wait, four robot arms! Oh man, Charlie! What are you gonna do? You're just gonna hit him with the cane? You're just gonna hit him with the cane? Oh, Charlie, Charlie, you're gonna you're gonna throw your hat at him. That's that's all you got. You got you got your cane in the hat. That's all you got. I'm lucky you're not Spider-Man. Oh, Charlie Chaplin is dead. Up. Oh, looks like I was too late to stop Charlie Chaplin. But I can still stop you, Mr. Octopus. Put him up as Spider-Man puts up old-timey boxing gloves. Spider-Man, let me put on my uh, old-timey boxing gloves. And of course, we can't hit each other unless an old-timey piano plays a little ring-dingling song. And as this epic chase is going on, you see the old-timey piano player riding right next to the jalopy, just playing the entire time. How would you like some calamari? He says as he tosses octopus into the river. Oh, water! My one of many weaknesses. Ha ha ha! You cannot stop Spider-Man. Nothing can stop Spider-Man. Oh wait! Looks like something's coming to draft me. What did he just say? Somebody's coming to draft me for the war coming up. Oh. Let me see who's under that mask. Peter Parker? 
This whole time? Ah. Look, you got to go into the war, kid, okay? It's the 20s, so we're at war, like, for real. Uh, this is the biggest war that's ever going to happen. No war is ever going to be as big as this. That's why it's called the Great War, because it's the greatest war. So you got to go <clears throat> to the war right now. Go right now. Ah, fine. I'll go out to war, but when I come back, I might be a Spider-Boy now, but I'll come back a Spider-Man! I am seen. So we don't rear... So yeah, it's not unusual for Cold Reads to get to six sketches, but it's very unusual for the first four sketches to be within the first hour. You know, well, well, I kind of wish that was the um, movie that I would be an extra for. But yeah. no, it's not. So Margot it was, Robbie it was, was also supposed to be in that wait, movie. So Margot Robbie and Tobey Maguire? Uh, yeah, supposedly. I don't know mm. if that was the case or not, but... Uh, well, who was Tobey Maguire supposed to play? I don't know. I was... They want to keep it as vague as possible so, like, people aren't hanging out around set to get autographs or anything like that. So, right, I, I, I heard this. it was just... I heard this story about a guy that went to film school in London, uh, and he uh, was hanging out around set, and uh, he couldn't go a certain way. So the guy, you know, who's redirecting traffic is like, well, we're filming a 1940s Benedict Cumberbatch period drama. And then seven months or eight months later, he's driving on the same street, uh, and the guy... The same guy's there, and he's like, well, we're filming a 1940s period drama with Benedict Cumberbatch. And he, the guy's like, oh, the same movie? No, a different 1940s period drama with Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, I mean, I think 1940s period dramas with Benedict Cumberbatch is basically sell themselves. Yeah, I mean... It, it's kind of like those movies where, oh, fuck, Adrian Brody plays an old-timey Jew. Like, he just has a face for it, man. You ever seen, or like I think, John Adrian, Wayne films. Adrian Brody played Edgar Allan Poe? I have never seen that, and I, I can't see Adrian Brody playing a non-Jew. Is that Anthony? I mean, John, John Wayne played Genghis Khan once, so yeah, but that was the worst was, casting decision ever. I mean, Mickey Rooney was Asian in uh, in Breakfast with Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. These are all terrible, terrible casting decisions. I mean, up until the early 2000s, anybody could be Asian, you know. Uh, Emma Stone, uh, Alison Brie. When was Alison Brie Asian? Uh, she played Diane Wen in BoJack Horseman. Oh. Right. Sorry, I'm geeking. Maura, since you have the floor, uh, why don't yeah. you why don't you uh, share with us your sketch? Yes, let me stall while I put it on my drive so I can share it. It's not quite ready. Um, let me. Yeah, I just printed. Come on. I have to put it on my drive and then do that. Um, yeah, so this one's called Apocalypse Close. Um, yeah, so Brian, your character is named, uh, mm, your character is named Steve. 
Uh, oh, you didn't send the link yet. I haven't sent the link because I haven't uploaded the link because I haven't shared the link. Oh, or by the way, um, since we're stalling, uh, I just want to shout out the YouTube channel Improv Extreme. They have a tournament going on uh, where mm. you're randomly put into teams uh, and, you know. What's it called? Uh, Improv Extreme. Uh, you go to xstreamed.tv or youtube.com. Extreme Improv. Um I, I want to shout them out, even though I got eliminated in the first round. But it's ongoing? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just really interesting. Okay. Copy. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out. Okay. So. Comedy to tie for. Okay. So, so comedy to tie for. Uh, Ty is your name? Yep. Okay. Uh, you want to be, mm, do, how do you feel about playing two characters who are basically peas in a pod? Or should I do uh, it? I, you, I can do uh, two characters. Why don't you, or you can do Big Bowser, I'll do Knuckles. And then Brian is Steve. And, oh, can you be Koozie, which is a monster which is a an I, apocalypse. I can be koozie okay it's an apocalypse monster no so like wait of, who am i again uh big bowser and i'm knuckles big, i'm big bowser and knuckles uh oh you want to be both big bowser and knuckles okay cool cool i'll be no, no wait i I'm, I'm confused who am i you're big bowser i am knuckles okay that's all you i thought you said big you're big bowser and knuckles Oh, uh, you know what? Let's let's break up the parts. So, all right. Okay. So I'm Big Bowser, comma yep. your knuckles. Perfect. Let's do it. And I'm stage. Big Bowser and Knuckles enter in Mad Max style apocalypse clothes, mishmashes of spikes, rage, helmet, armor. Ooh. Okay. We need to get back the antibiotics back to base camp, but we can't let the koozies get us. They'll eat our guts and make our lamps out of skin. We gotta stay on the lookout. Got your back, Chief. Enter Steve in tuxedo from behind. He startles them. Halt! Identify yourself. Hey, I'm Steve Sagittarius. I'm just scouting around for some Twinkies. Wait, what are you wearing? Oh, uh, this? It's from Saks Fifth. You like? How can you wear that? Wear your apocalypse clothes. My what? Your armor and helmets. Oh, you mean your tattered rags? I mean, I'm not really into the homeless chic slash 90s grudge ensemble. How will you protect yourself from the koozies when they eat your guts and make lamps from your skin? Steve pulls out a pistol. I got this gun. Uh, bang. I mean, your little outfit thing has a completely bare midriff, but, I mean, I get it. I see those abs, but you're totally exposed. Yeah, but I have this club for smashing. Do you need a gun, maybe? I have an extra. Knuckles reaches for it. No, Knuckles. He is a fool. Well, that wasn't very nice. He's koozie food for sure. Enter a koozie, a half-naked zombie covered in scabs. He tackles Big Bruiser and starts eating his neck. Knuckles swings his club at him. No effect. Stop it, you big meanie. Steve shoots him in the head, which reels from the impact. Nice talk. See, someone likes it. Koozie pounces on Steve and starts eating his neck. Impeccable tailoring. Blackout. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, why, how come in apocalypse movies everybody's wearing like tattered rags and like random ass football gear and shit? I always like... Right. See, that's the, uh, 
that's the big criticism of Mad Max. We only ever see Australia, right? Yeah. So we don't know if the other countries just returned to civilization, just got solar power. <laughs> that's what about New Australia. Zealand? I mean, it's right next to um, Australia. And Could you Australia imagine like- if, if the Wiggles were in Mad Max? <laughs> Hello, kids. Hello, kids. Oh, uh, a message from the Wiggles. Hey, kids, are you ready? Yay! Yay! What do the Wiggles say is most important? What? What do you do when you see a dead man? Eat it! That's right, kids. We're the wiggles in the apocalypse. We're the wiggles in the apocalypse. Now, kids, how do you get water? Um, sexual favors to the master. Oh, 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 not till you're 16, kiddos. Oh, you know you can always trade your your mom's uh, organs for uh, water, food, and power, right? Right. Don't forget, who needs an appendix in the apocalypse? Who needs an appendix in the apocalypse? right now kids hold up your swords is everybody holding up your swords uh, mine's really heavy oh you'll get stronger or else you'll get eaten <laughs> okay now who's killed a kangaroo today I've killed a kangaroo. Yeah? And what'd you do with the kangaroo, mate? I used it to beat a second kangaroo to death. Brilliant. Grabbed it by the tail. Great use of resources. Now, did you turn him into kangabangas immediately? Did you say kanga burgers? Oi, oi, mate. Yeah, you only get a few minutes. Before they, uh, before, uh, before the, uh, before the roving gang of koozies come and get ya. Oh, well, I didn't cook it. I just ate it raw. No. I might, if you've got the stomach for it. The Wiggles like that. The Wiggles just want you to survive. Yay, survival. Yeah. Now, what's our favorite survival song, kids? Um, Eat the Sand. Eat the Sand. Okay, kids, you know the words to the chorus. Let's sing Eat the Sand. When you're feeling hungry, what do you do? Eat the Sand. Eat the Sand. When the koozies are attacking, what do you do? Eat the sand. Eat the sand. When the dingoes eat your baby, when the water is dirty, when Uhuru Rock is crowded, what do you do? Eat the sand. Eat the sand. I'm straight, kiddos. Now. One day we'll get back to civilization. One day we'll get to the civilized land of the Philippines or New Zealand. But until then, let's not get eaten by the koozies, okay? Uh, excuse okay. me? Okay. Yeah, what? excuse me? Um, is Jeff asleep? He's been lying there for a long time. Should we uh, wake up Jeff? You know, he's just taking one of his naps. It, with the flies buzzing around his head, he's taking one of the. He hasn't been it. moving for like an hour. Wait, if you he's know? dead, why are we wasting his meat? We need to eat Jeff. 
Okay, kids. Let's go now, what's the rule for eating Jeff? What? Five seconds. Five seconds. Now, who can make a fire to pull throw Jeff on the Bobby? I can make a fire. Let's go. Let's take this Jeff mate who's got a big knife. I got a knife. Now that's a knife right there. That is a knife, right? You are. Now go. Uh, I want you to cut cut Jeff uh, in the connective tissue. Do you know where his connective tissue is? No, but if you sing a song about it, I might be able to find it. Okay, let's do the connective tissue song. If you've got a sometimes in life, we must eat our Jeff, our friends. We must eat our friends. When we eat our friends, we cut in the back of the neck. Where do we cut? The back of the neck! When we eat our friends, we cut them in the lower back. Where do we cut them? The lower back! Lower back! There's some good organ meat in the lower back. When we eat our friends, we must cut their legs. Where do we cut? In the legs. Legs. Right on, mates. Well, that's all the time we Wiggles got the Savo before Jeff gets eaten by the the by the condors. So, good day. Thank you from the Wiggles. And scene. Well, that was six. Um, I think this this was great. Uh, this was one of the best episodes. Yay! Uh, even though none of the regulars showed up, this was honestly really great. I I'd like to thank Mora for coming. Mora, where can our listeners find you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can put my, uh, Instagram, I guess. I'll put my Instagram. My Instagram is at Maura Satirical, at Maura Satirical. Here we go. Here's my Instagram. In the chat. All right. And comedy to tie for, uh, if it's to tie for, uh, we got to share this with as many people as possible, right? Yeah. You can uh, check me out on Instagram, Comedy to Tie For, or you can check out my YouTube channel, which is just Ty Eldridge, T-Y-E-L-D-R-I-D-G-E. Awesome. And um, I uh, look for animators to animate segments of cold reads, you know, kind of like uh, Gangrums, if you've ever seen those. So if you go on youtube.com slash Brian K. Scott, you can find uh, two videos that are up. They're really funny. Uh, check them out. Okay. Brian spelled with an I. Yeah, like uh, like it says in the player's box. Yeah. Um... Well, this uh, this has been great. Um, we do this every week, uh, Thursdays at eight, uh, New York time on Uzbear. So please check the calendar. I'm gonna post this again later. Uh, this is so fun. I love doing this. Uh, thanks to my guests. Thanks to Uzbear. And uh, we'll we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you, Brian. Oh, and make see sure you bye. listen to listen to all the episodes on Who's Bear because of the ad sharing program. I got paid for that.
got it.